0: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Holy shit, you're a maggot. A black country faggot. Welcome to Super Glued Wooden Pirates Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Superglue Wooden Pirates, episode number 55. I'll be your host, Captain Moby, joined to me, as always, by my first mate and co-captain, co-bro, Captain Smuse.
3: Yes, we are back.
2: Back once again. For the renegade master. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one. I do. It's good. So yeah, it's uh, mid-December now. We're getting very close to Christmas, Joe. Are you excited? I am. We're very bumfunks. (laughs) Bumfunks. Bumfunks. That song, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was. You're thinking of the bomb funk MCs? Yeah, probably. But yes, it
3: is December. It is getting close to Christmas, and uh, I'm feeling very um Christmassy, and I've got I've got that festive spirit tickling my feet.
2: Yes, same as me, mate. I've got something tickling my mouth right now because we've just eaten some hot wings with some crazy fucking sauce on there. <laughs> I don't even know what what kind of sauce it is, but it's the hottest thing I've ever had. Because we are preparing to do, at some point, our own Hot Ones episode, which we're going to film.
3: Yes. So uh, we're,
2: uh, you know, testing our palates. <laughs> and I'm not much of a connoisseur of hot food. I will eat some hot food, but i never, like, seek it out. But today you did some hot wings, you marinated them in some hot sauce, and we dabbed them as well. And my God, it felt like my tongue was being tattooed, Joe.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually the missus. Um, we got the sauce. They had the wings, and she's like,
2: "Let's see if I can
3: actually eat these." So she marinated them last night, let them, you know, soak for like twelve hours, and then slow cooked them, and then grilled them, and then we went to turn
2: on them, and yeah, they were rather, <laughs> rather spicy. Yeah, you fucked me up, man. Um, that, that is like the medium hotness in yes, a way. We got, we
3: got a hotter we're, one. Than we right. have got a
2: hotter one. So on the day when we do it, we're going to do three sauces. And that was the middle source, so I am fucking worried now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> People worried when you've got to poop, because your ring is going to sting.
2: It certainly will. But anyway, that's enough of stinging rings. It is Christmas, and I've been watching a lot of Christmas films lately, Joe. And one of the films I watched recently was Four Christmases, with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, one of my favourites. Great movie, man. Fantastic. Hilarious movie. It's a top comedy, let alone a top Christmas film, starring John Favreau as well and plenty of other actors. But what I want to mention is recently there was some controversy over the Joker movie because there was a song in there by Gary Glitter. Yes. Now, this song, you may know it. It's been in many films. It's been in Happy Gilmore, The Replacements. Apparently, America uses it a lot for sports events. It's just one of those upbeat, cool songs that everybody kind of knows. But in England, we all know Gary Glitter was a dirty pedophile. So it's kind of frowned upon for that song, especially now after he's been convicted and all this shit. It's people in England moaned and that was in the Joker and I was watching Four Christmases the other night and it was in there as well I'm like shit man this song is everywhere
3: you sent me the clip and like straight away cause I've seen this movie a uh, shit ton of times and I was like dude not only is this a Christmas movie with the song but they're in a church and they're playing this <laughs> song in the church and now it's in like movies like *The Full Monty* and like you said *Happy Gilmore* and that. And somebody argued with me once and says, "Yeah, but he wasn't a convicted, Peter for him." Yeah, he was. He was on the run. He was in a different country. <laughs> they couldn't get him. He only got arrested recently. But he's, he's been known for it for years and years. So that is a moot
2: argument. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. I just wanted to mention that because it is crazy how people were. But in Joker, it fits perfectly. And I'll be honest, until Joker. I didn't know it was Gary Glitter. It's The song's Rock and Roll Part 2. It's like a B side to Rock and Roll. And there's no lyrics. It's just the song. That's not the most lyrics that are in it. And in that scene in Joker where he's dancing on the staircase, I thought he was amazing and that song fit perfectly. And then after I'd seen it, I heard about the controversy and it was a Gary Glitter's song. I was like, oh shit, I never knew that. And since then, I've put it on the jukebox in many a pub uh, many times, and I probably gave it about 100 extra listens on Spotify because I'm that kind of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it makes me laugh every time I watch a movie, that song's in there now. And I never knew it was Gary Glitter until recently. So that kicks off our uh, episode very well. A, a known paedophile. So let's do The Word on the Seas. Yar, What be the word on the seas? So here we are, Joe, on the Word of the Seas. We've got a few things on the whiteboard, as per usual. I'm going to kick this one off with a sequel. Now, we always talk about sequels. Some of them are better than the original. Some are equal. Some are damn right worse. Some of them should never have been made. And some of them, they leave them too long before they make them. And eat shit. And this is going to fall into that category. This is a sequel called To Bulletproof by Adam Sandler. Bulletproof 2 is coming to town
3: who is that guy and who is that guy what is this why am I doing it this is this needs putting it in a bin So real does. fast
2: if if you don't know Bulletproof was a movie back in the day with Damon Wayans Damon Wayans Damon yeah. Wayans and Adam Sandler great film about Adam Sandler he's a guy on the run he's, he's a felon and Damon Wayans is the cop he's got to bring him in and transport him across the country and get him there and hilarity ensues
3: He's undercover, isn't he? And then he yeah. gets in and then he finds out it is a uh, cop. And it's called Bulletproof because Adam Sandler's character accidentally shoots him in the head. Indeed. And It he doesn't kill him, he survives. But he's still got the bullet in his head, hence the name, the title, Bulletproof.
2: Great movie, came out in the 90s, around the same time as Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, that era. And it was great. If you like Sandler, you'd probably like Bulletproof. To do a sequel to this, it's nothing that I want. But here's the kicker, Joe. Adam Sandler's not going to be in here, and neither is Damon Wayne's. Nope. But they're playing the same fucking characters. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Who thinks this is going to work and who thinks this is going to make money? They are fucking off their heads. Now, it's directed by Don Michael. Don Michael Paul, rather. You know what he directed? What's that? Kindergarten Cop 2.
3: Oh.
2: Have you ever fucking seen that one?
3: Is that with Larry the Cable Guy? No, I don't know no I've not seen I it on I don't fucking care
2: no and it's written by the guy who uh, did Triple X
3: yeah, I don't care about that neither
2: no so like, it's not off to a very good start no as, as we said the parts have been recast Phased on Love from Friday who played Big Worm which we talked about last week Big Worm <laughs> he's playing Damon Wayne's character and Kirk Fox a guy from Parks and Recreation he's playing the Sandler role also starring in this movie is Tony Todd from Candyman. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who he's going to be playing. And Cassie Clare, who I don't know, from Death Race 4. Like, who the fuck gives a shit about Death Race 4?
3: This is just going to be a low-budget, um, let's ride off the name fucking movie, you know what I mean? No-one's going to care about this film. I, I doubt I'll even watch this, to be honest. It might be good, but it's just it's not on my radar. As soon as this cast is done... I'm going to forget that this movie exists.
2: Oh, definitely. I don't think I'm going to seek it out. If it comes on Netflix, I might watch it just so I can slag it off on uh, these movie sequels. But no, recasting... Look, this movie, it's not that big. Bulletproof 1 isn't that big. It's just a silent movie that people like. It's not got a massive built-in fan base, like franchise-worthy. Why would you do a sequel to this? This is poor. This is going to make no money.
3: Bulletproof was Adam Sandler's only 18-rated movie. That's correct. And it's like in his early days, it came out to remember Happy Gilmore, um, happy, um, Billy Madison days. So it's kind of like a one-off for him, and he made it funny. It was the crime element uh, and the language that made it uh, high rating and the violence because there's a lot of gun shooting. Pow pow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, when you watch it, it's like yeah, Adam Sandler has got that comedy, and he made it his own. But he hasn't done anything like that since. So
2: what would somebody pick that movie to, <laughs> to, to, to redo? No, I just don't know. I imagine some studio somewhere has got the rights to it and they're like, oh, what can we do? We need a movie. We need to do something. So they're grasping at straws. They looked at Bulletproof and thought, oh, we could do that. It's just pointless. That's yeah. when, that's when Hollywood really annoys me. We're doing crap like that. So, yeah.
3: Desperation. Yep.
2: Yeah. So Bulletproof 2 is is coming to no cinema near you. <laughs> Straight <laughs> to the fucking bargain bin. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, Jack Black is retiring. Oh, no. This can't be true, can it, Joe?
3: Well, it may, it may not be. Basically, um, Jack Black has turned around and he says he's ready to retire. He's 50 years old now. He says he's he's mentioned it before, but then he never did. But basically, he said he's got one more Tenacious D album in him. And he thinks he's got one more Jumanji in him. So he's going to do a Jumanji 3. He said that he would like, he's looking forward to off basically and living his life. He's sick of leaving his family behind now and he wants to spend time with his family like you do when you get older. I'm like, oh, I've raced him. But he did say that if Creighton Tantino is serious about retiring himself and he's going to do one last movie, he says, if he came up to me and was like, do you want to be in my movie, we could both go out together.
2: Mm, I'll be interested in seeing that. I mean, people have expressed interest in Tantino movies in the past and they've got their wish. Yeah, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, for instance, they both got their wish, even though they were smaller roles. So it wouldn't surprise me if um, Tarantino put Jack Black in his last movie and they went out together.
3: Now, this is um, what he said in an interview. He said, well, I've got another Tenacious D record that I'd like to make. Maybe one more movie. I'm kind of enjoying the idea of early retirement. Not so early. I'm 50. I've been saying for a long time that this is the last movie. We'll see. I can't really say what my next thing is because it's too early. It's a jinxer. I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve, but not too many. I'm looking to wrap it up pretty soon, Ride right off into the sunset.
2: Fair play to him. He does do that gaming channel now, Jablinski Games, Yeah. where it's less playing games and more just like you know documenting what he's doing with his day and some adventures. I watched one the other day where he was, it was his 50th birthday and he was at Disneyland Ooh. and he went on 50 different rides. Because he was 15. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool, but he never played any games. But sometimes he does play games. I watched another episode where he had Tony Hawk come around with his son Yeah. and they did a bit of skating. Well, that was
3: recently, wasn't was it? It was recent, yeah. Yeah.
2: And they played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. So that that was cool. So he could always do that. He's spending time with his family. So he'd still be making content. He just yeah. won't be away for like months on end shooting a movie and then Going on tour and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a big press tour when it comes to big movies like Jumanji, and I think perhaps that's draining on him as well. And plus, don't knock the guy, I love him, but he's fat, so I imagine he's getting a bit tired and exhausted and playing some of these roles where he's, he's a lot of, you know, he's very active, jumping around and just getting tired and stuff, and especially on stage with the tours with Tenacious D, I can imagine it's a bit trying for him. So, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and... It's sad that we won't get any more from him, but I, d- I don't want to squeeze
0: actor's draw. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. <gasps> no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky?
1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, period, by law. Eighteen
2: plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Until they're exhausted to death. Exactly.
3: We've had a good run with Jack Black. He, he's an absolute diamond actor. We've had some gems, um, low budget and high budget movies from him. And you know, if he retires, I, I hope he does go out with a nice big bang.
2: Yeah, if if, if he um, doesn't do a U, another UK tour with Tenacious D, I don't get to see him. I won't cry, about because I've seen him at least four times. So yeah. that's great. I've seen plenty of Jack Black movies that I absolutely love, and will be there forever. I'm fine if you if you knocks it on the head. So, yeah. good for him, man.
1: Go for it, sire. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of wannabe corporate sellouts. I'm going to form my own band, and we are going to start a revolution.
2: Okay? And you're going to be a funny little footnote on my epic ass. Talking about retirement. Uh, the studio that redid the animation for Sonic has been shut down
3: <laughs> this is mental man I mean what a kick in the dick it's okay. like oh no Sonic looks shit we need to save him this studio pops up we'll save you do the whole redesign save him literally fucking save him do a fantastic job and then turn around and go we're shutting down no <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, from what I've read, it, it, it's kind of like a normal thing that happens. Big animation companies, they might have like 50 different places around the country in America. And they might shut one or two down here and there. But that does cost like 60 to 70 people's jobs. So these animators might be able to work for a bit. But I'm sure they can get more work. It's not, not the worst thing in the world. I don't think this would have been reported on. had it not been for the Sonic controversy. Yeah it would have just been something that happened and nobody knew about it, but because of Sonic, it's kind of been played out that way that, oh, it's because of Sonic, and it's like, no.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. You probably wouldn't have heard about it otherwise, but um, it is, uh, the studio in question is Moving Pictures, uh company van- in Vancouver office. They've got over 800 employees. Basically, it's just, you know, it's one of them. That's it's a gone. lot.
2: That is was more than I thought. 800.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, um, 800 artists during its peak several years ago, several years ago, and which was responsible for the redesigns animation. So, so yeah, it's just basically just banging down, that's it.
2: Sorry it's to done. hear about that, guys. Thank you for your awesome work. Not that you listening to this, but, yeah, we do thank them for their work on that Sonic movie because it looks way better now.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. If,
2: <laughs> if it costs you your job, uh, at least I'm getting a good movie. <laughs> yeah, fuck y'all <you. laughs> Thank you for my little blue hedgehog Motherfucker Peace <laughs> Talking of movie related game things Fast and Furious Is getting a game, Joe You want me to tell you
3: about this?
2: <laughs> yeah, if, uh, being as we haven't got The gaming section anymore Let's okay. have a, little, a mini mini game section From you Woo.
3: <laughs> Okay, so last night was the Game Awards I um, stupidly stayed up uh, to watch the Game Awards Started at half past one It went off at five o'clock And I had to be up at half past five for work <laughs> So I- I'm shattered at the <laughs> recording of this podcast But basically um, we had a few games announced They announced the new Xbox Which is the Series X And it looks like a PC teller Which is quite ridiculous But anyway let's get to the, the movie news of it um, Basically they turned around and they was like Oh we've got a special guest announcing the the big game of the year and then Michelle Rodriguez 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 comes out you got it right the first <laughs> time no yeah I don't know why I recorrected myself <laughs> so yeah she comes out and she's like oh i love gaming and now we've got a game ourselves and then it shows you his trial of his fast and furious game and it looks shit like the graphics looked fucking terrible You're the joking? animation looked terrible i don't know if it's cuz i was half asleep but it looked really bad vin diesel <laughs> in his car and it just it just looked crap
2: with the technology technology today how can you not make a bald head look real oh, what's I don't the problem know.
3: It, it looked a bit polygonaly to me like it was so strange I mean, what like <laughs> i don't know what that word is i'm making words up man i'm tired <laughs> leave me alone <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he looked fucked up. Um I sent you a trailer, didn't you watch it? Uh, I didn't watch the trailer now. I just I woke up on the it was like half four this morning or some shit and I woke up and saw him on my phone. I was like, Fast and Furious game, Jesus Christ. And then I just went back to sleep for ten minutes, well, so I didn't actually watch the trailer. I'm sorry about that.
3: Okay well, you need to watch that trailer. So anyway, yeah, and then that goes off and it's just like I've got a friend here and he's a very good friend of mine now, a friend for life. Welcome, Vin Diesel! And like Vin Diesel walks out, hardly anybody claps, to be honest. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, fucking got his muscles out, so he's trying to act like an absolute badass, but the mic was low, so he's bending down to the mic, like, instead of just pulling the mic up. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I don't need to bend down, I could just stand here, can I? And then he starts talking to Michelle Rodriguez, and they're just having a conversation amongst themselves, and I think they forgot that they're on this big, massive... Um, presenten- pre- pre- presentation stage like you know hundreds of people watching them and they're just there having a conversation literally and then he says oh uh, I watched uh, a four minute trailer today for Fast and Furious 9 and she was all like oh you fucker like you know why don't you tell me like he's there laughing and then all of a sudden like, it's like the realise wherever
2: you are it's like oh I didn't tell you about the, the trailer because you're not family
3: <laughs> familia," <laughs> <laughs> but I thought has this been put on just to advertise um, Fast and Furious noise? of knowing. course it has But well I thought that but if you watch it it generally looks like they forgot where they am for a second and like because I wasn't talking loud it's like the mic I was there it's just picking them up but anyway they turned around and were like oh yeah um we got a game coming out, Fast and Furious, like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're gamers, and we've always liked gamers. We, we, we used to play um, that Tekken Fighter and Street Fighter, and I'm like, Tekken Fighter? <laughs> Don't come to a big gaming convention and say, we used to play Tekken Fighter.
2: Oh, and I used to love that Super Mario Sisters. Fucking. Oh God, this fucking guy. I like Vin <laughs> Diesel, in a way. I mean, I love Fast and Furious, but, you know, that... I don't care for Vin Diesel. I'm not going to say, "Oh, the new Vin Diesel movie's out. I'll say the new Rock movie's out and I'm fucking going to see it, but I don't care about Vin Diesel. In interviews as well, it's weird.
3: It is very weird. Um, I'll show you that later on. and It was a very awkward watch, but yeah, you need to see the trial for that Fast and Furious game.
2: There was, uh, just keep, before we finish on the game, uh, there was a Fast and Furious game released on the PS3. if I remember right and I never actually got it because I did check out the trailer I thought oh this could be an easy platinum and I do like Fast and Furious and at the time I think 5 was out and I saw the trailer and I thought nope (laughs) that looks shit I'd rather play Wheelman did you ever play Wheelman?
3: Yeah, that was Vin Diesel again, wasn't it? Vin Diesel, yeah,
2: he looked just like him, he did the voice and that, and it was like a Grand Theft Auto kind of thing, but he yeah. had this edge where, you know on Grand Theft Auto, where when you want to swap cars, I don't know what it's like now, I haven't played five, but when you want to switch cars, you've got to pull over, get out, rob another car, where in Wheelman, you climb onto the roof, and you jumped onto the car in front and kicked him in the face, and, t- and you kept your speed, and I thought that was cool, but what I didn't think was cool was the character couldn't jump. So if you got to like a wall that was like a foot high you had to try and find the entrance to the car park cuz you couldn't just jump over a wall. No, so. hell. Yeah. Anyway, that was wheelman and that was Fast and Furious the game and Vin Diesel weirdness.
3: Just for um, the listeners, it doesn't look like a racing game either. It's not like Fast and Furious that's just jumping cars. It looks like a story game, like a single player story driven game. So it's probably going to be like action and driving and stuff.
2: Mm, okay. I don't know where I feel about that
3: you'll love it the mob
2: is like yeah platinum I can't wait to get the platinum I'm going to beat Vin Diesel (laughs) I'm going to get Paul Walker and go and smash into a tree (laughs) oh oh no I wonder if he would be a playable character burnt out (laughs) burnt out Paul Walker yeah he's in the new Burnout game (laughs) Uh, if he's got an easy trophy list maybe I'll check it out
3: all I do if one of the trophies is kill Paul Walker.
2: Fucking hell, dude. Do Calm down. You can drop a Paul Walker joke, but not like three in a row. A row. That one a joke? That's a serious question.
3: <laughs> trophies and trophies, man. People do crazy things.
2: Paul Walker's dead. <laughs> you killed all the family. <laughs> <laughs> you polished Vin Diesel's head. Okay, Bling. come on. Get on. <laughs> Move on with the podcast. Bling. <laughs> so there's three trailers that came out recently, Joe. Free Guy, Ghostbusters, and Wonder Woman. Two of those hundred percent tell you exactly what the movie is. Free Guy doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, what the fuck is Free Guy? Well, we'll tell you what Free Guy is. It's a movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. It's 20th Century Fox,
3: who Ooh. Disney
2: owns, but it's not a Disney movie. So this is telling me that they're going to Disney are going to let Fox do what they want to do and just make the money off them.
3: Definitely doesn't look like a Disney movie. (laughs) Not in the slightest.
2: It seems to be set in a game, in like an open world game, like Grand Theft Auto, kind of... um, What would you say, Joe? You know games. Yeah,
3: you got it right. It's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto kind of thing going on. like um, Because you've got people robbing banks and shit.
2: Exactly. And Ryan Reynolds is like a non-playable character by the look of it. So he's he's like Wreck-It Ralph, kind of gamer-esque. If you've seen the movie Gamer with um, Gerald Butler, you know what I mean. So he's like a non-playable character who works in a bank, gets up, does the same routine every day whilst explosions and heists and all sorts of things are going on around him. And then one day he decides, fuck this, I want to I wanna do this. So he just breaks free and starts like, fighting back and back, yeah, shooting people and having a great time. <laughs> yes, it's
3: basically, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you're walking down the street and you just got the normal people just walking, he's one of them, he's just an avatar. And he just does his usual thing. Now imagine playing Grand Theft Auto, and all of a sudden, one of those walking pedestrians starts fucking fighting back, getting guns and blowing your ass away and shit like that. This is pretty much what he does.
2: <laughs> what more do you want? What more do you need to know? Check out that trailer, guys. It looks fantastic. Oh, right up our street, that is, Joe.
3: Definitely, definitely, car wait.
2: So the other trailer is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's called.
3: All oh, right. Is this um, got Melissa McCarthy in it, Marvin? Who? <laughs> you
2: know that, that, that chick um, in heat no um, why would she even be in this because she's a ghostbuster what are you talking about she's not a <laughs> ghostbuster she is you, no I don't know what you're on about at she, all she, she
3: had the ghostbuster shoot on she's like you know uh, who are you gonna
2: call No. Well, answer the call. Yeah, get it right if you're going to fucking wind me up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Ghostbusters, answer the call. Yeah, they did it. If you didn't know, if you've never listened to us before, I can't stand the idea of that fucking all-female remake that they did. And not because they're females, because I like all four of those women individually on their own movies and their own TV shows. They are funny. But Ghostbusters, from what I've seen, was fucking diabolical. The trailer was terrible. The clips that you've shown me were horrible. And it's all Paul Feig's fault because he doesn't know comedy. Anyway, finally we're getting a Ghostbusters 3 directed by Jason Reitman who's the son of Ivan Reitman who directed the original ones and it looks amazing. It's got Paul Rudd in it, man. It has got Paul Rudd. We knew this all along. We didn't know what kind of role would be playing and you now it seems he's a teacher and it's all about Egon's family.
3: Yeah, it's Egon's what, grandson or something. His grandson
2: and daughter by the looks of it. Yeah. And they move to an old farmhouse that Egon must have retired to. And they discover Holly's proton packs and the Ecto
1: One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby,
0: Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
2: And hilarity ensues, as usual, and they learn to use the stuff. And that's as much as the trailer shows you.
3: It does show you some paranormal shit's going down. Some,
2: yeah, they've unlocked something. They, they've got
3: Finn Wolfhard Finn in Finn Wolfhard well. from
2: Stranger Things, yeah.
3: And he's, like, chilling by a well, and he's, like, shaking, and then something shoots out. And then we're all like, there's something going on here. But then there's the something door, strange
2: in the neighbourhood. Yeah. So, yeah, this looks fantastic to me. It's a sequel that we deserve. Obviously... And the sequel that I'd rather have would be one that was made in the 90s and straight after two and have a nice trilogy and leave it at that. But that was never the case. Things happened and Bill Murray was difficult and he never got there. So this is the next best thing. And it looks great. It looks exactly what I I wanted. I was not disappointed by the trailer at all.
3: But well, Moby we didn't want a all-women remake, he wants a kids remake. Because by the looks of it, the kids take over and they're driving the hectare around, <coughs> blasting the, the, the plasmas about and This whatnot. is Goonie Busters. Goonie Busters. <laughs> I'm happy
2: with that. I'm happy with an all-female remake, but it just looked terrible and slapstick <laughs> and bullshit. And that's not what I wanted. And I've never heard anybody say it's good, apart from yourself.
3: Oh, I've got, I've got kids. I just enjoyed it with them. You know? That's the only I can't, reason. I can't honestly say it's a good movie. It was just an enjoyable movie. That's the best way I can put it. I enjoyed it.
2: The only good thing to come from that movie is the fact that little girls can wear the same suits as the women and be like, I'm a Ghostbuster, which they could have done anyway. But when
3: You're my receptionist.
2: <laughs> Get behind that desk and put the glasses on and <laughs> shut the fuck up. So, yeah. Um, Ghostbusters... With Melissa McCarthy and all those guys suck. This new one looks good. I'm happy about it. Bring it on. One more trailer. Wonder Woman. I really like the original Wonder Woman, Joe. Um, yeah, it's good. This looks mint.
3: It does. Um, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> I want some answers. So I can't wait.
2: Yeah, that's it. We're, Why is he alive, man? There's some kind <laughs> of um, wish thing that they've got, apparently. So I've heard where you can wish for what you want. And she wishes that he, that Steve never died. So, that's something along those lines. I can't be 100% sure. I'm sure one of our listeners will tell us exactly what that is. But it's set in 1984. It's Wonder Woman 84.
3: I know. I love it. Love it.
2: The soundtrack too, It's Amazing on the trailer. It gets you in the mood for the 80s straight away. And I've noticed it's very bright. They've brightened up her costume and everything and made it look more fun. More like Shazam. Yeah, yeah. And what more can you ask for? DC, I'm on the right track. Shazam was great. I really liked Aquaman. Joker's mint. And their Wonder Woman.
3: And then you can have Birds of Prey. Not long
2: after it as well. Yeah, bring bring it on, man. DC are taking over.
3: Yeah, they're doing it. But Marvel are um, doing their throwing their spanner in the works with their Black Widow trailer.
2: Black Widow looks also amazing. See, two female-led movies there. I'm on board with. I've got nothing against women. I love the ladies.
3: Yeah, and people people were saying that uh, Charlie's Angels flopped because men don't like women in movies. But no. then you got all these like woman-driven movies, what
2: we fucking can't wait to get our hands on. But mm-hmm. we'll get there later. Yeah, I liked Ocean's Eight. It was just a cool, cool, cheeky hoist movie. Nothing special about it. Just, I liked it. Nothing against women reboots or remakes if they're done well. Yeah. Simple as Charlie's Angels. We'll get to it later. Fucking sucks.
3: <laughs> right, man. That's not spoil the fun.
2: Everybody already <laughs> knows at this point. Oh, my God. One more thing to mention on the word on the sea is you can take this one, Joe.
3: Um, okay, so yeah, this is the last one. This is the Griswolds TV series. Anybody that knows the vacation movies, basically the guy that played Rusty in um, Christmas Vacation, he's grown up now and he's producing a TV series, half an hour an episode. It's all about the Griswolds family. So it's kind of like Goldberg's, but it's the Griswold. And might, that is pretty much all there is to it at the moment.
2: Might be interesting. I might check it out if it pops on somewhere that I'll watch stuff. If not, I probably won't. Holiday Road Holiday
1: Road
2: <laughs> yeah, That's that quite good there Almost must believe that we could sing for a minute It's time to get in the studio Joe and do Superglue Wooden Pirates cover album But until then That be the word on the seas. Oh and I'm gonna be the word on the scenes Arr, and Okay, then Joe, let's go to the cinema Yay. and see some movies. Give me some popcorn. Yeah. Got my popcorn. Got my ticket. Got my popcorn. Got my ticket. Got my popcorn. Got my ticket. COVID. Going to the movies. Okay, then Joe, we have three movies to talk about today, and one of them we're going to get into right now because it's, we don't want to spoil it. We just want to say what we liked about it. Okay. This is Giant Sal and Bob reboot. <laughs>
1: Ladies, ladies, ladies. Jay and Son and Papa are into his heels
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Joe. This fucking movie is fantastic. I know we say that word a lot, but it fucking is. It's awesome. It's brilliant. It's perfect. It's fan service. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's heart-wrenching at times. It makes a little tear come down your face. What more can you say? This movie is perfect.
3: It's everything I wanted. It's everything I wanted. This is the... The Clerks 2 For Jay and Silent Bob For me You know how Clerks 2 Kind of like Put a bookend on you Even though he's doing Clerks 3 <laughs> But you know what I mean And that was this It made me laugh Made me smile Made me cry about five times I don't cry at Kevin Smith movies You know Jersey Girl Gets me a couple of times I don't cry <laughs> This movie Made me cry Kevin Smith's at his best Jason Muse is at his best And Harley Quinn Is at her best um, this film, I said it to you, and I don't know if it's because it's all hope at the moment, but I think this may just be Kevin Smith's best.
2: I think it might be his best made movie, because he's so he, he's got better over the years, oh, as people should in their careers. And yeah, Jason Mewes is acting up a storm, yeah. and Smith is directing. There's, there's loads of different camera angles in this that you know he would never have done back in the day. And nothing special not like oh my god it's like Scorsese or Tarantino but it's just yeah. like certain shots you know he would have just kept the camera there for all that dialogue but he doesn't in this he's moving around he's, he's better angles it's it's a better made movie it's one of his best if not the best made Kevin Smith movie that I've seen but that aside it's just so funny yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> it's, it's not
3: lost the jazz on Bob the, the viewer skew um, humour you know that, that humour is still there but, wow, he's put some heart into this. There's a lot of heart in this movie.
2: It's uh, not only a sequel to James a Bob Strike Back, it's a sequel to the whole universe.
3: Yeah, Just it's fucking perfect.
2: So, so many cameos we won't mention and so many payoffs and little lines here and there that unless you're a die-hard Kevin Smith fan and like us and you've watched everything multiple times, you, you won't pick up on it. Yeah. And that's what I like because I feel like, oh, that was for me. <laughs> you know me. You mm. know me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wish we could have got to see it with Kevin Smith and Jason Muse and have oh, the have the, uh, the talk at the end and stuff, but this was good enough just getting to see it on the big screen. Surrounded by a bunch of people. It's pretty much almost sold out. There's only a few seats left in our screen. Yeah. But everybody got all the jokes. Everybody laughed at the right parts, and you could just tell that everybody in there was like just like us.
3: Yeah, they're fans. Yeah, I'm just glad nobody looked at me while I was crying, man. Because I felt like a right in man. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, if nobody looks at me now, I'm in so much trouble. Because I was streaming, man. At one point, there's one point in that movie I'm not going to say, but I was it was it ran down my cheek and everything, man. Oh, it got me, got me big.
2: Kevin Smith movie, that Joe and on their fucking <laughs> tears. I was like, oh. I expected heart, but oh, I didn't, it's cause you know what the storyline was from the trailer with, um, not spoiling anything, but with Jay's daughter. Yeah. So you knew there was going to be some heart there, but, man, I did not expect all that. And Amazing film, that's all we're going to say on it. We perfect. will be uh, doing a Kevin Smith special sometime next year, and we will really get into the uh, the meat of that movie. And
3: Yes, because if you didn't get to go to the movies to watch it, don't streamy. Don't go find a copy. Don't do it. It's out in January. January, it's out on Blu-ray, digital and DVD. And it's worth the fucking wait. Do not watch it on a dodgy cam copy, please. Yes. If, you're, if you're a fan, wait for that perfect fucking Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, and if you don't want to spend... Get in touch with us. I will lend you my copy. Yeah, <laughs> we I'm... want
3: you to watch this properly.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Oh, my God. So, okay, let's get into... um. There's two more movies to mention, Charlie's Angels and Knives Out. So, I will tell you about Charlie's Angels. Uh, I'm going to spoil this, and I'm going to spoil (laughs) Knives Out. So, if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead now about, I don't know, 15 minutes, something like that. Or go to our Facebook page, pause the cast, go to our Facebook page right now, and the times should be there, because I would have done them by now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then, Joe. Charlie's Angels is a big bag of wank. (laughs) I like Charlie's Angels, the uh, the TV show back in the day. I saw a few episodes here and there on Sunday afternoons at home. It was a fun TV show. I like those American shows that were like family friendly, like Knight Rider and that kind of stuff. A yeah. team. The- Sunday TV. Sunday TV, yeah. I like Charlie's Angels. I liked the movies I did with Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And Bill Murray in the first one.
3: And um, Tom Green.
2: And Tom Green and Matt LeBlanc.
3: Yeah, as was as in there, to be fair, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah,
2: really fun action movies and awesome fight scenes and good comedy and sexy ladies. Just what I wanted. And the sequel, um, Full Throttle. I, yeah. en- I enjoyed that too.
3: Yeah, it was. It was there good. should
2: have been a third. But this is back in the days when sometimes they didn't ever push with a third. They just left it there. Where today, the studios want to milk as much Let's make number 10. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. If they can't do a sequel, they will do a reboot or a remake as this is proven. This remake is directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's uh, written by Elizabeth Banks, produced by Elizabeth Banks. But she wasn't laughing all the way to the bank, I could tell you that much because it didn't make much fucking money at all. Uh, the cast is that chick from Twilight with the resting bitch face. Yeah. What's her name? Kristen Stewart. Kirsten yeah. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen what? Stewart. Stewart. Dave. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, rest in bitch Face Dave. Uh, she's in it. And some other chicks who I don't know the names of, but the one is Dora, Dora the Explorer, I believe. Is it? Is that the Dora girl? I th- yeah, I think it's her. Oh, right. I might be, I might be wrong now saying that. I thought it was her, anyway. <laughs> I, I was watching it. I was like, that's that Dora chick, I'm sure it is. Um, I don't know the other girls' names, but the, the British... So yeah, might, I might be wrong there with the Dora thing. Anyway, who cares? They suck. <laughs> they suck. This movie sucks, man. Nobody's acting well. The story is so obvious and being done a million times. And you can tell that this is a man-hating movie. This is a feminazi movie. Because every man in this film is a complete dick. And is portrayed like a complete arsehole. There's no redeeming men in this. There's one. And, you know, he's overplayed anyway. But yeah, everybody's a dick. Every guy's a dick.
3: See, this really upsets me because I like Elizabeth Banks. I love her. You know, I, I fucking I've always enjoyed her movies. You know, in Sliver. You know, I mean, she's great in fucking Sliver. porno. that and make Forty-year-old
2: virgin. Um,
3: it, yeah, forty-year-old virgin, great in that. Um, even when she did uh, Pitch Perfect movies, I, I liked them. I've not seen the third one, but one and two, yeah, really enjoyed them. Great. Yeah,
2: and what's that bow and arrow movie? Hunger Games.
3: Hunger Games. Yes. yes. Great in them. You she's, know. she's
2: good. I yeah. like everything she's done, more or less.
3: I've always been a fan. So when she was doing this, I was, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board for this. I was looking forward to it. And then you went and then you told me about it. And you you said, uh, you know, it's a man-hating movie. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was still going to go and watch it. And then I, I saw it flop. And then I saw her comment. And Elizabeth Banks has literally turned around. And she said that this movie has flopped because... Men don't
2: like women-driven movies. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Uh, didn't um, Captain Marvel make a billion at the box office? Exactly. And
3: look, we, we, we named a few earlier in this episode. You know, there's a lot of um, movies out there driven by women that we love. So that don't make sense to me, that, that statement. And in the I was like, you know what? Oh, I can't even be asked to go and watch this because you've already told me it's crap anyway. Everybody else is saying it's crap. So I watch it. I watch it when it comes to Netflix, Amazon, or something like that, or it's lent to me by somebody. I'm not going to go to the movies to watch it because I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going. I'm just going pissed off hearing about
2: it. You know what I mean? Really upsetting. Yeah. It's all her comments about it. It's very bitter. Yeah. And it, you know, there was one comment she put saying, "Oh, if you're going to have a movie flop, have your name on it multiple times." And I thought that was funny. Yeah. But then that, all that stuff about like, men don't like it and all this, like, fuck off. If men didn't like it, there would still be a box office there, because all the women would have liked it, yeah. telling me that nobody likes this. One, it was a reboot that nobody needed or cared for. Charlie's Angels isn't that popular, and nobody wants to see a Charlie's Angels movie. The only reason that Drew Barrymore worked as well as it did is because the cast was mint, and everybody loved that cast. Yeah. Two of these people uh, are kind of unknown, yeah. these actresses. The one that I thinks Dora, it's not. I'm pretty sure now it's not Dora. <laughs> you say but
3: I love Dora. You can't stop talking about it. I know,
2: yeah. <laughs> but Kristen Stewart, a lot of people don't like her because of the history with the Twilight stuff and that. And you know, you need likable people in movies to sell them. Yeah, definitely. If The Rock was complete wanker, then he would not make bank. No, he wouldn't be doing 27 Jumanji movies put it that way. <laughs> He's only done two. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this, this movie is very predictable, like I said. The action is directed so badly. It's one of those where, you know, I always say that with action, pull your camera back. Yeah. Because I can't see. I don't want to see a close-up of a fist. I want to see your body in the whole shot doing the move, like John Wick does. Yeah. Not like how Taken does it, because that's terrible, and this is one of those. There's literally a shot where Kristen Stewart's leg goes onto the wall and she pushes off to jump back at someone to hit them, and the next thing you know, the guy's on the floor. I'm like, well, where was the hit? What the fuck happened there? This is bullshit. The only good things in there are the car chases and shootouts. There's about two or three of those, and those are all right. I was like, oh, this is is good. But then it didn't last long. You're back to shit again. Patrick Stewart was good. He's probably the best thing in it. But he turns it to the bad guy. (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> he was Bosley to start with, and then he becomes the bad guy at the end, double crossing everyone. No, no man is good in this or helps or wins. It's all about the women. It's like I'm all for women empowerment, female empowerment, or whatever. But this is taking the piss. This but is really driving, the, driving it up my arse, like.
3: Like it says, it sounds like Elizabeth Banks is going to be um, fem-Nazi on it. Yeah, you know? too
2: much. It's like, oh man.
3: You told me about the one scene where apparently there's a guy working in a car
2: park, cop or something like that he's a security guy so basically this chick who isn't an angel but she's working for this company where the plot revolves around this 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 thing that you know can take over the world you know, if it's connected right or, you know, one of these products that yeah, yeah. you can wipe out a nation it in can
3: the, destroy the world yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: in the wrong hands one of those things so she works for that company and be, kind of becomes an angel by the end of it but she goes to work and there's a guy watching the security cameras sees her come and thinks, oh, I really fancy her, so I'm gonna run out there now and I'm gonna stop her. And you know those sticks that like test if they have got metal on you. just yeah. Wipe it up and down you, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> just does that like, and she's like, oh my god, like offended that he's doing this. But he doesn't, he doesn't touch her inappropriately. He isn't sleazy. You can just tell he's got a crush on her and he just wanted to have a quick conversation. And she's being a bitch about it, if anything. And guess what? That guy dies. Like, and he's just trying to stop her getting out of the building because she's stealing something. Yeah. So he's doing the right thing. He's just doing his job. He's doing his job. He's not working for, like, some evil corporation. He's just a security guard. Yeah. And he ends up dying, man. And they're driving away. And she's like, oh, my God, he died. And then the angels are like, fuck that guy. I was like, what is going on here? This is terrible. This is horrible. You bitches. Oh, dear so yeah in, like I said in uh, I've got some points written down here I've said it's predictable his act- action's bad blah 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 and there's, at the end there's some pointless cameos and it's like previous angels and other people like women from around Hollywood just appearing out of nowhere as if they're angels and they're on training and stuff and it's like why is that person there? <laughs> like, why haven't you got Drew Barrymore as a cameo? she produced this? oh dear and then you've got Cameron Diaz as a cameo, but she's in a photo with somebody. So it's like even the original Angels didn't want to show up for this. Jesus Christ! They knew it was bad. And the last note I've got on my, in my little book is, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> <laughs> fuck this movie!
3: You heard it from Moby first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. Don't 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 watch this. Oh my god! So yeah, fuck that. One more movie to talk about: Knives Out. Now we, we, to talk about this, we will have to spoil it. Yes, otherwise you can't really talk about it. No, so I hope you've turned off now. If you are ever planning on watching knives out, because it is a who done it, and it's got you questioning all the way through. And it's Captain America did he? It's Chris <laughs> Evans, Captain America did he? See, if you didn't tune off in time, you just fucked yourself. <laughs> you really did. But
3: this 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 movie has such oh man, this this movie fucking was great. I I loved this.
2: What shocked me about this, um, obviously, if you're still listening, you have seen the movie, so we haven't got to tell you the plot of it. But I was shocked that they revealed it so early of actually who done it. And you're like, oh my God, it was her all along. The butler. The help. The help, basically. The butler did it. Oh my God. She's not a butler. She just helps (laughs) the old man. But the fact that it, she did it by accident and they tried to cover it up and then you were watching her try to get away with it. It was better than waiting until the very end to then see actually who did it. Yeah, it was more yeah. fun being in on it with her and seeing everybody else's reactions. Yeah. You know
3: what this was? This was reinventing the fucking, the genre, man. That's what this movie did. We've, we've saw Clue we saw a lot of who did it movies you know what I mean fucking murder mystery <laughs> with Adam Sandler as a who did it as well um, this one this changed the game it, 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 this was fucking beautiful I love movies like this it flips it and all of a sudden you're like oh this ain't going down the road I thought it was we know we already know what's happened we're now fucking like you just said we're with her we're watching everybody else trying to work it out and she's like Oh fuck me! Um, am I, I going to get away with this? Yeah. And, but she's a really good person because this has fucking a, a turn. This has a twist. Whereas technically, she
2: didn't do it. She didn't do it because she didn't need to kill herself no. and make up this story. Oh my god, I felt so bad. Oh,
3: it was brutal, man. The, I swear to God, that the twists and turns in this movie, every
2: everyone, I was like, oh. Oh, man, oh. <laughs> it was fucking, what a film. When it was revealed that Chris Evans was uh, in on it, like, I, I wouldn't say I guessed, but I, I was kind of working it out.
3: Yeah, you, you kind of knew there was something going on there.
2: Yeah, he's a crafty bastard. Yeah,
3: you, that, that's that's it. You knew he was a crafty motherfucker and he had an agenda.
2: And you he, he knew he'd have to have something to do with the final reveal because it wouldn't just be yeah. like, once we found out that it was her, now it went down, he's like, well, there's got to be another reveal at some point and it had to be Captain America. Yeah. Because he's a sly dog, that cap.
3: But for the listeners, because they're probably like, what
2: the fuck are they talking about? Well, they should know. <laughs> if you're still here, what is going on, if you haven't seen this movie?
3: But if you haven't seen it, I'm still listening, um, basically, <laughs> the, this rich bloke, he dies. His throat is slit. It's suicide. Right? Now, his whole family, um, including Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Chris Evans, a bunch of people, <laughs> they're, they're all like... Well, we're gonna be in the world. You know, we're gonna get the house, we're gonna get the money. Woo! You know, but the more like we don't think he killed himself. And all of a sudden an invest- investigator turns up and it's Daniel Craig. And he doesn't know who's hired him, but he's been hired to look into this mystery death.
2: I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. And that was the crazy thing about it, because we know that what happened to him? That He he, he had, killed himself. Yeah, to cover up her accidentally killing him.
3: She gave him medication and she thought she gave him the wrong medication because the bottles had been swapped over. So she's like, oh, my God, you're going to die. And I haven't got the serum. The serum is missing. She's like, I haven't got the serum to fix it. He's like, I'm not getting you into trouble. You're not going down for this. I'm going to kill myself. And
2: he helps her cover co- it co- up. Cover it up, yeah. Yeah genius, what an idea it was beautiful I've never, never seen anything like it before he got
3: pissed off with his whole family and he left her everything everything in his will he'd already done that before this happened so obviously he wanted her to get away with it he's like, no, I'm not letting you go down I want to look after you and your family left her everything I'm totally going to spoil this movie straight away straight right now. It,
2: yeah. If you're still listening, I don't know what is going on. This is sometimes the, uh, the new movie section is for people who've kept up on the movies yeah, yeah. sometimes.
3: So basically, the Tristan turns, Chris Evans comes in and he's like, I'm going to help you get away with it as well. Because she's like explains to him what's happened. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to help you get away with this. Daniel Craig is still trying to work out what's happened. He's kind of like in the middle of the whole thing. It turns out Chris Evans switched the bottles. But it turns also turns out that when she gave him his medication, she knows the medication she gives him from the back of her fucking hand. From and the she weight. En- Yeah. And she ended up actually giving him the correct... Even though the bottles are switched, she actually gave him the correct medicine. But when she said the bottles, Chris Evans knew that she had given him the correct one. So he knew when that report came back it would just look like a suicide. Hmm. And that means she gets everything. So now he's got to try and switch it. <laughs> and it's fucking like, oh my God. So it's gutting because he killed himself for nothing. Never never had to do that. But, oh, yeah.
2: It's just so, it's just so yeah. good. I love that she, she can't tell a lie without being sick.
3: Yeah, so at
2: the end, she dupes him into saying, like, you know, confessing in front of everyone. And then as soon as he has done and they've, and they've all heard it, She's sick in his face. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she was holding it back and then was sick straight into Captain America's face. That was brilliant. Um, This is directed by Ryan Johnson, who's like a a craftsman at these kind of movies. And he did The Last Jedi. And I think that's what he was trying to do, is, is reinvent Star Wars. Yeah. And do this kind of like different take on Star Wars. But instead he just pissed everybody off, including myself. Yeah. I left that cinema watching The Last Jedi and I was like... I should be saying that this is amazing and it was great. And there were some great moments, and I, but I don't know what to think here. What the fuck? And then, it was
3: one of their movies. You wanted to like it, yeah. but you knew. You knew that you just watched shit. Yeah, I, I had just but watched you didn't, it. But you didn't want to
2: admit it. And not when you've been waiting two years. No. Oh, my God, that was so bad. God yeah. damn it, Ryan. And now he wants to... On-
0: With the Lucky Land sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: the mandalorian yeah you can fuck off okay.
2: <laughs> leave alone i love uh, <laughs> i nearly said Knights out that's right i love knives out and i love Looper. That yeah Looper's a good movie i haven't seen brick yet but uh, last year i fucking sucked but this almost makes up for it because i did have a nasty taste in my mouth and i was against ryan johnson for a while but now watching this i'm like just make more like this
3: yeah absolutely this was a banger
2: daniel craig's accent was great it was. <laughs> I don't know if it's on point, but it, it was it was fun to watch and listen to.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Twisting the knife in each other.
3: <laughs> it, well. it was well well acted, well played, well written, well produced, fantastic. Loved it. Great day at the cinemas that was.
2: So there you have it, knives out, that's our opinion on it. Right? We loved it. We love Jason and Bob Reboot. That is going to be a contender for our top 10 top spot Oh yeah! when we come to do the the next episode where we'll be doing our 10 movies of the year each. Yeah, man. We'd love to see uh, what you have for number one and what I have for number one. That'd be exciting. And yes, Charlie's Angels is a bag of fucking spunk. (laughs) Throw it in the bin. Throw it at the wall. Throw it in some fucker's face. Do what you want with it. Burn it! Burn it. Kill it with fire. Roll that fucking... (laughs) He's still good <laughs> roll that Charlie's Angels poster up and shove it up your fanny and use it as a fucking tampon because that's all it's good for wipe your menstruation on it <laughs> and that's your movies ok then Joe now the movies are done let's, uh, let's sail some streams
3: we be sailing,
2: sailing, sailing down the streams. Joe, as it's Christmas time, shall we uh, talk about a Christmas movie? I think we should. I think we should. I watched a Christmas movie recently, and so did you, on Netflix. Called Get Santa. Yay! Get him! Oh (laughs) yeah! Get that son of a bitch. Basically, this is, I don't want to say a rip-off of Christmas Chronicles, but it had elements of Christmas Chronicles, don't you think? It did have elements. Christmas Chronicles came out after this, so I I think Christmas Chronicles stole a few ideas. No,
3: it, it, you know what, it has, the concept's been done before where, you know, Santa's slide crashes and he's like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, but goes to jail? Uh, Yeah. Dan Aykroyd went to jail and tried in places dressed up as Santa.
2: He wasn't actually (laughs) Santa though, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now yeah basically this is a movie about Santa Claus uh, coming to town as he does and his sleigh is broke down and he needs to get his reindeer and it's in England by the way and it's playboy Jim Borbent and then Santa gets arrested for trying to steal these reindeer because they've been impounded yeah and he goes to jail and in jail you've got Stephen Graham yes who we absolutely love doing his Scouse accent which is great um, you've got Warwick Davis Willow yeah we've got Willow and a few other British actors that you probably recognise uh, playing the screws and, and the convicts and it's all about a father who's just been released from prison and he's going home to see his son and the first thing his son wants to do is save Santa Claus because he knows that he's crashed in there and he believes this guy obviously he found him in the shed he found him in the shed and he knows he's Santa Claus because kids believe So he goes on this wild goose chase to try and get Santa out of prison and save Christmas. And it's all British and stuff, and I really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, it's proper warm. It's it's got a great feel to it.
1: You have to let me out of here, or Christmas will be cancelled!
2: Santa's in prison. What? He's crushed his sleigh, lost his reindeer, and if we
0: don't
1: help him, Christmas is off! Well, that's
3: it then, lads. Having Santa in jail, and then he has his hair done... That was crazy, man. And he hey, gives you yeah. Plattson now. And he goes, you got to put on your crazy face. You're in prison now. And you got to go, get out of my face. <laughs> and that big black guy goes up to him. And he goes, get out of my face. And he goes, you what? And he goes, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I love prison movies, especially British ones. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like Scum and that. that and uh, McVicar and stuff like that. Great, great movies. I like all that. There's a realism to them. And this has got that good feel, man. But it's Santa in jail and, uh, <laughs>
3: and
2: with Stephen Graham. It's just really, really cool, really funny. It's not a spectacular movie. It's not a big budget. It's just a fun movie and some good comedy in there. And uh, I, I just like British stuff occasionally when it's done right. Yeah, There's yeah. some shit like Danny Dyer ones out there that I'm not interested in. But this was a well-made one. Ralph Spall is the father I mentioned. Uh, You might know him from Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom. He's the bad guy in that. He's the one selling the dinosaurs. And uh, he's kind of mad now for himself now. So it's nice to see him in a leading role. It's directed by Christopher Smith, who did Creep and Triangle. Have you seen those, Joe? Um,
3: I've seen Creep. I haven't seen Triangle. But he also did another movie called Severance. Yes,
2: that's right. With
3: Danny Dyer, as we just mentioned. And that movie was funny. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: It's a pretty good movie. Um, It's like a dark comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So yeah, like I said, uh, good British cast. Well directed. It's very Christmassy. Uh, this came out in 2014 and it's on Netflix and you can check that out and have a good Christmas time with it.
3: This is a perfect sit there and then just watch it on your telly. It's nice.
2: Yeah, I know I've mentioned that it's British a lot of times. But it's <laughs> British. British yeah. You don't see many British Christmas films as, many, as much as you do American ones. So it was a nice uh, breath of fresh air for a change. Something I hadn't seen before and enjoyed. Check that out. Get Santa on Netflix. Something else on the streams that you can check out. Rick and Morty is back on for season 4 it's, I'm uh, just
3: going to pop to the toilet for a second.
2: <laughs> Joe isn't a fan of Rick and Morty. Tell me why you don't like Rick and Morty, Joe? It's fucking hilarious. It's genius. It's it's mate.
3: It's overrated. It's on my list of
2: overrated. <laughs> is it?
3: no no it's not but it's, it's fucking be. gooing up there okay uh, <laughs> then I'll tell you
2: what don't do not don't do this now then keep that for overrated I want to hear your thoughts on that no
3: I'm going to do it now because I'm not actually I'm not going to put on overrated because overrated I've got a nubby I've got a yes. no from the back of my hand Good and point. I don't so I can't I can't say it's overrated because I've not watched them all so you asked what put me off I'll tell you what put me off everybody was banging on about this and I was like Joe it's rolled right up your street you're going to love this you're going to love this so I thought okay I'm going to love this I put it on, I watched about three or four episodes, and you got this guy, it's like a back to the future parody like, you know, and it's supposed to be like Martin McFly and Doc, the kind of like spinning off them characters. Everyone knows I am back to the future, you know, I'm all back to the future. So when I got this guy who's portraying Doc, going, <laughs> No, I felt
2: sick. <laughs> because of the burping and stuff the burping and the wrenching
3: and I, 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 I'm very very sure I was eating at the time of, of watching this first episode and he kept doing that and I was like what the fucking hell is this shit and I didn't didn't like it or all it wasn't up my street at all and I was like I, I couldn't even concentrate on the actual shit that was going on because that character
2: and them noises was just putting me off Season 1 is a bit much with that, but once you get past that, you will see the shelf of the genius that it is and how funny it actually is. And there's a lot of stuff that it, it um, parodies or takes a piss out of or references that you would love. And I really do believe you would really get into this if you could get past that, that burping stuff. Because one of the new episodes in Season 4, you can check out now wherever you stream stuff, it's a piss take of hoist movies and uh, like a Fast and Furious type thing, and and it was so clever and so funny. With a little help from some old friends. told you Morty, he's still got it.
1: You sons of bitches. What's the job? The son of the bitch. We got a job, Hephaestus, and there's no time to argue about it. I work in a volcano. What jobs do you think I've ever turned down?
2: Season four is out now, four episodes deep. And uh, if you like Rick and Morty, you're probably already watching anyway. Uh, I think it's bang on, Joe.
3: Well, yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If if, if he wasn't burping and wrenching all the time, I probably would have lasted a bit longer than I did. But (coughs) you know when something completely puts you off? You know that you hate poor Feig? Because his comedy style just puts you off. I
2: hate most of his movies, yes. You know,
3: this is... For me, the way they was doing that character, it, that character ruined the whole thing for me, and I couldn't get behind it because of that. Uh, but I did try and go back. Uh, I think I watched four episodes of it, and I went back and tried the fifth episode, and I just turned it off halfway through. I was like, I can't even get into I'm just like, no.
2: Oh, it's a shame, Joe. I really would like you to like that. But, you know, you can't kind of like everything, so...
3: Rick and Morty, more like Rick and
1: Burpee. <laughs> Another cartoon that
2: is... On right now, his last episode has just aired, South Park. Well, last episode of the season, not last episode ever. Yeah, Christmas special, pretty good episode, pretty good season. Brilliant season, if you ask me, actually. You haven't seen this yet, Joe. I've not, no. But it has covered a lot of good stuff, PC babies, and you know, um, men becoming women and going to the Olympics, and <laughs> weed being legalised in certain states. One of the recent episodes was a piss take of streaming services. <laughs> and, and, you, and they took the piss out of the Mandalorian and cable guys were trying to shut down streaming sites because they weren't getting any work. That was a great episode. Very, very good seasons of South Park. You can find that on Comedy Central or wherever you stream things.
3: Right on. If you
2: catch my drift.
3: <laughs> wink wink.
2: <laughs> and I think that's everything we've got this week for Salva Streams. Of course we've got more coming up in the next episode. We have we've got plenty more for next time. So we'll move on to another segment then, Joe. A staple segment that seems to be recurring every episode now because we love it so much. <laughs> movies for life.
1: Yo yo
3: ho, a movie's life for me.
2: Here we are, Joe. Back in 1996, the year that the internet was born, or kind of kicking off, and Google was invented.
3: So a lot of people was watching porn in 1996.
2: Yeah, internet porn started (laughs) kicking off. I was 11, so I wasn't uh, watching that just yet, but next year I definitely will be. (laughs) It was the year that take that split up. oh
3: Girls cried. In fact, if I remember right, girls committed suicide.
2: Oh my god. There's no need for that. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, if only they knew that they were going to reform them 20 years later. <laughs> uh, Spice Girls had their first major hit with Wannabe. If you want to be my lover, you're going to be- do a podcast with my friend. Did you ruined my song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the year that Tickle Me Elmo came out, and kids were tickling a little red thing. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> Fashion in this year was crazy, Joe. They had flannel shirts. Grunge was taking over. The Doc Martens, distressed baggy jeans. Did you wear those stuff, those things, Joe? No. No, me neither. But people are wearing them today. <laughs> 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 What's going on there? Nineteen
3: ninety-six is coming back.
2: Yeah, people are going crazy. Uh, also, people going crazy in nineteen ninety-six were cows, not people. Cows. <laughs> Mad cow disease. Uh, was that 1996? I remember that a, It certainly was. And speaking of animals, uh, uh, the first sheep was cloned. <laughs> Dolly, remember her? Oh, the first cloned sheep. Yeah, you don't see many of those around. No,
3: something <laughs> happened there, man. You know, they, they cloned something and all of a sudden it went very quiet.
2: Oh, he did.
3: like, they're fucking stopped there, my dick.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, Joe, I'm going to let into a secret, I'm a clone. Me too! Oh no, <laughs> I think I'm a clone now. There's always two of me, just hanging around. <laughs> Tom Holland as New Spider-Man was born in 1996, can you believe that? It's mental aid, that. It is Whoa. mental. I was 11 and Spider-Man had just been born and I didn't even know. I know. I didn't even know I'd be seeing two other Spider-Men before I would get to him. I know. That's about for him to grow up. It was, was, was fate, it was
3: destiny, it, it was density.
2: <laughs> um, Pokemon started this year and became all the rage. Pokemon cards and games and the cartoon on TV. It um, hit off in the, in the world, didn't it? It certainly did. One more thing I want to mention about 1996 before we get into the movies. Not that I care or you even care, but England reached the semi finals of Euro 96. Yeah. And we had that song by Bedean Skinner.
3: Away, away,
0: I play, I
2: three lines on a shave. Yours remains still gleaming.
3: There we go. I that's, wish people could see your face while you were singing that. There, like like proper fucking grinned up and all that. Like Your eyes were closed like you was in the moment there.
2: I love that song. And I, do, <laughs> I do like when England progresses. It is like a national thing where everyone's together. Look at me,
1: I'm English, mate. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what was happening in the UK in 1996. So, let's get into the movies. So, for this year, Joe, I have chosen... Happy Gilmore. Motherfucker, man. I could have had that. I know. We both love it. Only one of us gets to choose it. It's a true story. What movie have you chosen?
3: Um, After much, much, much debating, I went for The Frighteners.
2: Oh, amazing movie. Michael J. Fox, directed by... Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, I believe. Yeah. Whoa, that was great. So before we get into those two amazing movies, let's talk about some other movies. Honourable mentions from the year of 1996. From Ghost Till Dawn, directed by Robert Rodriguez yeah man Cretan Tarantino doing his acting bit in that fantastic yeah I don't know if his acting was <laughs> no, no. Tarantino isn't the best actor in the world but I love the idea of you know gangsters and then vampires from out of nowhere Sam Hayek as well summer Hayek oh with her big boobies <laughs> Jeremy Maguire with Tom Cruise trying show to- me the money <laughs> show me the money motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not even how he goes. It was pretty
2: close. It was better than the original, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Train spotting came out. A lot of people doing drugs and shit. Bad boy, bad boy, digging on Angel Boy. Lager, lager. <laughs> Jeez, what is, what's got into us today? Uh, lager, by the sense of it. Tom Cruise again with Mission Impossible, the first one. Twister came out this year with a... That Windy movie. That was a really, that was a really good film. Big well twist I think. is great. I went mate. to the movies to watch it. Eh? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really. They should do a sequel to that. How oh, another did? Sharknado. <laughs> Independence Day came out. Good Will, film. Will Smith on, really cementing himself as like you know big action bankable star. Punched the fucking alien, man. It did. woke up the earth. And like it's like dude, you knocked it out. He can't hear you. <laughs> One of your favourites came out this year, Joe, Scream, the first one.
3: Oh, yeah, man. Fantas- As I said, I almost chose that, but we've already mentioned it a few times. We've now, talked so. about Scream a lot. Yeah, so I thought, nah, i leave you. We had a Christmas movie. Yeah. And don't forget, man, Arnold Schwarzenegger,
2: man. we jingle jingled all the way. Oh, what's it the other day, man? Great, man it's man. turbo time. It is turbo time. <laughs> Put that cookie down. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> What is he doing in my house, eating my cookies? <laughs> Another film came out this year um, called The Time to Kill. Have you seen this, Joe? Samuel L. Jackson. I'm not sure you know.
1: Hmm.
2: And Matthew McConaughey. I don't think
3: so. It's not ringing the bell at the moment.
2: I can't I don't tell you what it's about because it was it for you. But yeah. I put that on the list for Show Me you or Show you Mine. I really enjoyed that one. We also had The Rock this year. Not Dwayne Johnson. This was... <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Sean Connery and Ed Harris. Such a good film. On Alcatraz. Such a good film. It was a good film. One of my favorite movies coming right up now. Tim Burton directed, with a stellar cast. Mars Attacks. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like Mastex, you know, like Tim Burton But I'm this didn't, doesn't really—it doesn't feel like a Tim Burton film. It's not fucking all. Fucking did, <laughs> <laughs> fucking did. it did a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm lying now. i lying.
3: I was too busy watching fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Romeo and Juliet, man. Ooh, I liked that.
2: That was a damn good film. I was uh, too busy watching uh, some lads get raped in Sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Sleepers, yeah? Oh, I watched Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda's good also. Le- less raping in that though. Yeah, definitely. Eddie Murphy was hemming it up with his brilliant comedy nutty professor.
3: Yeah, that's where he kind of left his, um, his, his like, adult humour and went for the more family-oriented movies, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
3: Don't forget, man. This is a mixed-up cartoon with real life again. With Space Jam,
2: everybody get up! It's time to jam now. We're gonna take it into overdrive. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Space, Space Jam. Fraser, sure do your dance. It's your chance. At the Space Jam. All right. Nice. The last singing on this episode this week, Joe.
3: Yeah, we're feeling it, man.
2: Broken Arrow, <laughs> Christian Slater, and John Travolta.
3: Yeah, good film.
2: Yeah, not good amazing. Film. No, just a good just, watchable just good, movie. solid one, yeah.
3: I get excited when we talk about these movies. when,
2: when, when, when Demi Moore took her claws off again in um, Strip How could I forget? <laughs> I watch it every day. Swingers with Vince Vaughn, directed by John Favreau, a long time before he directed Iron Man. Yeah, he became man. a staple in the MCU, back when he used to put Vince Vaughn in all his movies. Yeah. <laughs> they, they still kind of do that now. They, they have cameos in each other's stuff. Although I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in the MCU, but I would like to see that. Or The Mandalorian. <laughs> we had
3: some witches getting all crazy with Naveed Campbell in um, The Craft. Who? nave Campbell. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, did, did you see Kingpin, one with Woody Harrelson and um, Randy Crade and Bill Murray?
2: I love Kingpin. Fucking movie, man. Fantastic. I almost chose that one as well. Yeah, I was close to picking that as well, but I had to go with Happy Gilmore. I love it so much. Mel Gibson was looking for that ransom in Ransom. Oh, yeah, Ransom, yeah. (laughs) When that came out,
3: um, there was like rumours saying that it's basically the New Lethal Weapon, and it just was not the New Lethal Weapon. Not at all, no. It's a good
2: movie, but not the New Lethal Weapon. The number bound? Oh, I cannot forget Bound, I love Bound. That was the movie that the Wachowski brothers at the time, I know Wachowski sisters. That was the movie that they did to prove that they could make a movie to get the funding for the Matrix trilogy.
3: Yeah. Worked out well. I bet it did for you.
2: It, it did many, many happy endings. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Beef's a butt do America, man. Fuck yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that was one of the best uh comedy movies ever. Yeah. Fantastic. A comedy animated comedy movies ever. It's great. Bruce Willis, man. And Demi Moore. Demi Moore, yeah. Really, really funny. I I hadn't watched the show when I saw that. Oh, no way, really? I knew the show existed, but I didn't have MTV or anything, so I never saw an episode, but I watched the movie and it killed me, cracked me up, loved it, and then I got the box sets.
3: I see. I'd seen, like, Pretty much all of the episodes on MTV and that. Uh, so I went to the cinemas to watch that, and then that came out. I, I, I cacked myself, like, you know, I was like, I'm <laughs> to the cinemas, yeah! Cacked myself. Because it is a 12 and I was over 12 man. I was like, yeah, man, you going. It's great. It's great. It's awesome. awesome.
2: One more movie I want to mention um, Crash. Have you seen Crash?
3: I have. It's watched.
2: the one where they have car accidents and then they fuck people on the side of the road. Very weird. Very weird Very indeed. Weird. So let's get <laughs> <in>. <laughs> You're just looking at Riven's and like I'm going that ever be like <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna run you over, Joe. Oh go. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into the movies that we've chosen. Joe, take it away because my throat is fucking killing from all this talking and singing and laughing. Okay,
3: so I've gone for The Frighteners. There's a lot of movies that I could have chosen here, but I thought this was Michael J. Fox's last movie. So, if I don't talk about Frighteners now, I'm not going to be talking about Michael J. Fox again. He, ne-
2: <laughs> he never made a movie after this?
3: Frighteners was his last um, main role in a movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Um, after he did Frighteners, he he got a bit fed up. Uh, he, he wanted to be closer to home, closer to family. So, he went to Spin City, and um, that was close to his home. So... And then, oh. and then that's when he became ill and Parkinson's it became all shaky. Yeah, Shaker Stevens. <laughs>
2: yeah. Snow was falling.
3: Couldn't keep fucking still. Michael's all <laughs> shaking. But um, so, sure, leave him alone. Oh, sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, basically this movie. Sorry, I'm clicking the pen. You have to
2: fucking click a pen. <laughs> In front
3: of the mic as so say, Click, click. Oh, this is click, a great click.
2: podcast where then blogs am just doing that all the way through. Here. <laughs> If Mike, if you're listening, sorry, mate. know <laughs> that gets on your goat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, so this movie is about Michael J. Fox. He's like a con artist, basically. He teases people, gets them to look all haunted, and then he goes there and makes the ghosts disappear. Turns out he's kind of 50-50. He is a con artist, but he really can see ghosts. And he's got two ghosts helping him. So he sends these two ghosts to someone's house... They pick the baby up and move shit around and go, oh, you're being haunted. And then they drop his card. They ring him. He turns up, does a little bullshit, fucking exorcism, and the ghosts go away. He gets paid.
2: <laughs> great, great premise. It's like Ghostbusters in a way.
3: Great premise. Um, but the main thing that's going on here is there is a, a bad ghost who is, they're calling the Grim Reaper. And he's killing people and carving a number in the head. Now, Michael J. Fox had a near-death experience, and his wife, that happened to that like, got a carving in her head. So, he's trying to work out what's going on. Meet a girl, try and save her. There's a couple that killed a load of people back in the day. This guy died. He's the one that's running around killing people. He's carrying on with the murders. Fantastic movie, man. This movie's fucking great.
2: I definitely think it's one of Peter Jackson's best, yeah. and one of Michael J. Uh, Fox's best. Obviously, Back to the Future is the best, but apart from that, I don't. I wouldn't say I don't rate his movies, but there's nothing was even close to as good as Back to the Future for me with Michael J. Fox's career, except for this. Right, because this really stood out for me as one of his best movies.
3: It is a great movie, man. Um I like. Peter Jackson had done like you know his, his B side horror movies like Brain Dead and Bad Brains and that like you know and Feebles.
2: Brain Dead is my favorite Peter Jackson movie by far.
3: Yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, it's a good film. And then like you know he comes out and he does this, um, but he did this with Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis um, produced it, and they were sitting and having a conversation, and he turned around and uh, Robert Zemeckis and says Michael J Fox needs to do this, and it wasn't even questioned. They both agreed there and then. There was never anybody else up to play. There's said, like, we want Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox is doing this. Amazing. And they went and got him. Um I'll tell you a couple of things um, about this movie. So, Michael J. Fox kept getting in trouble because um, the guy that... There's a judge. You know, the cowboy. Um, ghost. Yeah. Michael J. Fox kept calling him Doc. <laughs> kept calling him Doc and he's the judge. Um, he won't do it on purpose, it was a mistake. He's just used to it, like, and he kind of looked like Christopher Lloyd being. So I was
2: like, oh, dark. <laughs> no way, that's like a muscle memory thing. Yeah, man. Fucking, yeah,
3: loved it. Loved it. Um, yes. So, Michael J. Fox, he did most of his own stunts on the movie, um, which led to him breaking his foot. Oh, dear. Did a little fall, broke his foot. Crazy. Um, the Sarge the guy in the cemetery and he like he makes sure everybody stays in the graves turns up with his guns and that they wanted to do that they wanted it to be a nod to Full Metal Jacket and they wanted that kind of character so they, they like auditioned all these characters and they're like they're not good enough they ain't got that that brute what he had so they went straight for him and they got the actual guy from Full Metal Jacket to Yeah, to I don't play. blame
2: them because he's bang on because he was an actual real so- drill sergeant and that. Yeah. And he'd never acted before and then went on to Full Metal Jacket as a consultant. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You just Just do it. So then after that, he, he got those roles and he'd done a few like that. And yeah. And one of the big ones being Toy Story. Yeah. He's, one of the, <laughs> he's the leader of the small soldiers, the, the little plastic guys. And he, yeah, he's, he's done that a few times playing, you know, himself almost, yeah, yeah. hammering
3: him, hamming himself up basically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, that was wicked. This was originally going to be a short, four towers of the crypt. Oh really? Yeah. But then Zemeckis loved the script that much. He was like, "No, we've got to do this standalone. This needs this needs its own platform. We're just going to do a movie of it."
2: I don't think it would have been done. Justice if it was a, a short. No, so much definitely, more definitely depth to it, it and story to it that, yeah, it deserves to be a motion picture, and I'm glad it was.
3: because Absolutely, man. Um, like I said, we wanted Michael J Fox. There's like, we got to have
2: Michael J Fox.
3: If it turned it down, they had, they was going to ask Tom Cruise, or Matthew Broderick, or John Cusack,
2: or Danny DeVito. <laughs> All of those sounded like pretty bang on. Like, yeah, I suppose they, they could have done it, but it probably wouldn't have been as good. But, I, I, you know, it would have been okay. So the film probably still would have been good, but it, you haven't got Michael J. Fox's charisma. But Dave DeVito, fuck me, I would love to have seen that.
3: That would have been funny. That's the only one that would have worked for me. Possibly John Kuzak, Tom Cruise, it would have been too serious. Um, I don't think he would have got the character correct. And Matthew Baldwick would have been too um, stupid. I mean, even in the Halls, he just was like, oh. He was good in fucking First Beer's Day Off, mate, and uh, maybe maybe you should just stay there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always like him because of First Beer's Day Off, but every time I watch him in something else, It's kind of cringy.
2: Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, he's kind of cringy in most things that he's in. Yeah. But I think if Tom Cruise was in it, he would have done a lot of running. <laughs> he, would he would have, have
3: wanted to do his own stunts as well, and he probably would have broke his fucking
2: foot. <laughs> He'd have just ran off from the ghosts. Like he he runs off from his gay thoughts
3: Oh damn (laughs) Shots fired Cruise. I
2: I stole that joke from Family Guy if I'm honest mate (laughs) Fair
3: play play. Uh, Universal Pictures wanted Tim Burton to direct this
2: See for me that would work You've got an angry face
3: (laughs) I'm so glad they didn't get that fucking weird prick to fucking direct this movie I think it's
2: a totally perfect script for him no. Yes, that is totally up Tim Burton Street, like a uh, kind of. Yeah. Okay.
3: I get it, but I'm just glad he didn't do it because it would have had Tim Burton star written all over it, and. Nah, he would have been wearing it? a
2: stripy suit and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the
3: characters would have all been like kooky. You know what I mean? Yes, they would. And that's not what this movie was about. You know. Uh, one more thing I will say: this movie it got rated um, R. You know. But got that rating R. But there wasn't going for that. But when it got it anyway, they was like, well, we ain't going to cut the stuff out to try and get a PG-13. We'll keep it R then. So when the um, Jeffrey Combs' character, the weird Hitler-looking guy, um, damas when they killed him, he originally got shot in the chest. And I thought, well, we've got the R rating anyway. Let's just blow his head off.
2: Yeah, why not?
3: And that's what we did. We shot his head off.
2: (laughs) Excellent. This this film um, benefited from becoming an R-rated movie then. Yeah,
3: definitely. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. If you've not seen it, fucking you need to check it out because it was fantastic.
2: I think I'm going to have to buy this on Blu-ray, Joe, because I haven't seen it for at least 15 years. Oh, damn. I got it on DVD. Oh, I might just take you a copy then. There you go. (laughs) So that is the Frighteners... it's time to talk about my movie. No, not mine. I didn't make it. I wish I did. I wish I was in it. (laughs) Sometimes we reenact it. (laughs) It's the great ball wrecker guy. (laughs) Happy Gilmore. My name is Happy Gilmore. Ever since I was old enough to skate, I loved hockey. Wasn't really the greatest skater, though. But that didn't stop my dad from teaching me the secret of smacking the greatest slap shot. Happy Gilmore, if you don't know, is an Adam Sandler movie. One of his, uh, I think it was the uh, second major movie where he'd been the starring role. He plays a hockey guy, or a hockey player, turned golf player. One. Wanna a hockey player. For, yeah. He can play, but he never kinda of gets on the team. He can't skate. He can't skate, <laughs> but he has got a wicked slap shot. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to live with his grandma because his father died and his mom moved away because of his dad loving the hockey. And then his grandma is getting her house repossessed and all her things because she hasn't been paying her taxes. S- <laughs> silly old grandma. So Sandler needs to raise the money to save his grandma's house. And he finds out that he can hit a golf ball pretty fucking hard and far.
3: And people are like, whoa, Then have him better than he can't hit it.
2: Yeah, so he goes to the driving range, starts whacking balls, impressing people and getting money. And he's spotted by a guy called Chubbs, who's used to be a pro. He's the club pro, but he's not a pro anymore because he lost his hand. A damn alligator bit his hand off. <laughs> and he offers to train Happy Gilmore to get on the tour and win some proper money and become a great golfer and he's reluctant at first and then decides to do it because there's some big money involved and he can save his grandma's house who is troops he's played by carl weathers you might know from predator and the mandalorian and rocky movies apollo creed motherfucker! <laughs> i tell you did you know joe that the hand that was bitten off by the crocodile in happy gilmore is the same one that he lost in Predator. That was in-joke. Really? No way. There you go. There's ah. a fact for you straight away. No way. This is one of the funniest Sandler movies ever for me, and it would be very high up in my, in my top ten list, perhaps top five. It's one that I can always go to and still laugh to this day. I've probably quoted it more than any other Sandler movie. I remember when I first saw it, I'd when I got into Sandler, I'd already seen Waterboy and Wedding Singer. Those were the two that I'd seen. So I was up at and V. I used to buy a lot of VHS on the cheap, and I saw Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and I bought them both. And they fucking killed me off. So <laughs> funny, and and Happy Gilmore from start to finish is just hilarious. And yeah, it's definitely my favourite one. I think he's, Sandler's really angry in it, which makes me laugh. He has some good fights and, and some good outbursts.
3: His anger issues are hilarious in this movie. They make the movie, man. <laughs> they really do. To so when that guy goes finally and he goes
2: it is finally I wanted to get it in but I'm just going to get it in It just, just smacks him knocks him out he, he pours his t-shirt over his head like a hockey yeah, player, no, player. <laughs> and smacks him on. that is great and when, when he's trying to put and the guy's like one of Sandler's many friends that star in his movies I can't remember his name he was on Saturday Night Live he's like just send the ball home his bags are packed this guy's airline ticket just send, him, send home, him home, gives it a tap, and it doesn't go. He's like, you son of a bitch, ball! What do you just go home?
0: That's your home.
2: Are you too good for your home? Answer me. <coughs> and then... Suck my white ass, ball!" <laughs> <laughs> Every time he loses it, he's just fucking hilarious and brilliant. And that's what I, I love about Sandler when he does that in movies. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't do it as much these days. He's telling that day when he's more laid back, but back in the day when he was younger, he was always getting angry in movies. <laughs> And let's, let's not forget another major player in this movie, Shooter McGavin. Oh, God, man, you've,
3: you've ruined him for me now.
2: What, um, Christopher McDonald? Yeah. Why? Grease 2, man. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, he was in Grease 2. I, uh, four. Sorry about that. I didn't even know until we watched it. Like, oh, fit fits so perfect. He does fits perfect. Did you know that he turned down this role twice? Because he said, I don't want to be the bad guy. I've played the bad guy too many times so he turned it down and and the the studio well the people making the movie decided to go for someone else who was Kevin Costner bloody hell so Kevin Costner could have been playing Shooter McGavin but he said no oh at the same time there's another actor who was rallying around to become Shooter McGavin and get this part Bruce Campbell no way that would have been wicked (laughs) Bruce Campbell wanted this role he knew about it and uh, they didn't want him Oh, my God, man. Fucking,
3: what the fuck, man? But
2: I think if Bruce Campbell did it, he would have played it a bit more comedic, where Shooter McGavin plays it straight, and he's funny. We're laughing at him because he's a dick. Some of the shit he says, he comes out with some cheesy lines like, this guy spends more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Like, them fucking shit dad jokes.
3: It's when he does the shootout, like when he puts, and he goes, "Yeah," and you're like, oh, you. Cheesy, cringy, motherfucker. <laughs> That's I think
2: Bruce Campbell he would have been too likable.
3: Yeah, I guess so.
2: Yeah, I love Bruce Campbell, but yeah, I don't think he would have fit that role.
3: Yeah, imagine you know when he does, does the dreams, he's like go to your happy place, and but then he, he invades his happy place. And he comes with a leather jacket. He's like, dude, da,
2: dude, yeah.
3: <laughs> he pops his collar and all that. Couldn't imagine Bruce Campbell pulling that off, Christ. No, wow. no,
2: I don't think so either. I wouldn't want to see that. That was his grease coming through. Did you notice? <laughs> with his jacket, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've done this before I know how to do this another person in this movie that you might know uh, Jaws from the James Bond franchise don't know (laughs) know the actor's name but he plays Mr Larson one of Happy's ex-bosses who's got a nail stuck in his head he's still got it I love when he's like watching him play and he's like well Mr Larson he's like it's okay Happy and uh, the nail's coming out soon (laughs) Oh, so funny. There's so many moments in this movie that we could just quote all day.
3: We're just going to talk about the whole film at this point. <laughs> it is an absolute classic, man.
2: Yeah, it's like I said, it's definitely one of Sandler's best. And as you know, Joe, Sandler was a good mate, probably best mates with Judd Apatow. Yeah. who's directed a lot of movies, Seth Rogen movies. He's written a lot of stuff, produced a lot of stuff. He's like one of the big kings of comedy in Hollywood. He's got his finger in everybody's pie. Yeah. <laughs> He did a rewrite on the script. It was uh, changed around a few times and then he came in did the final rewrite, uncredited, mind you. No way. And uh, made it kind of what it is today. So thank you, Judd Apatow, for that. Sick. It only cost £10 million to make and it made £41 million at the box office, cementing Sandler's career so he could carry on. Pretty much, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison made enough money and Sandler made enough money that he could create his company, Happy Madison. Yeah. And that's what all the movie's from then on, became yeah, we were released under that umbrella of Happy Madison. It won an MTV award for best fight. What fight? dogs the got out. When uh, Bob Barker. Oh, no way. <laughs> from the, from the price is right. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Oh, I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. <laughs> I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax,
1: Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh! Oh!
2: so funny we're not, just to, we're not just going to sit here and <laughs> quote the whole quote the whole thing we'll throw in a few quotes on the edit and uh, yeah just want to say that's everything that I know about the movie and I just absolutely love it and you love it and coming out soon are the Funko Pop Vinyls which we, we just up I just want them I you want to buy all of them up. <laughs> give it to us we want it honestly Joe I've got no bad thing to say about this movie no It's flawless
3: generous. Even the grandma The sweet little grandma You actually feel afraid Like a oh,
2: little nice grandma Yeah you feel bad for her Oh fuck me I You got, have forgot something I not forgot. forgot you forgot you okay, forgot okay, I'm going to get to it I'm going to get to it now As an uncredited cameo And I don't even want to call it a cameo Because he's in like Three or four scenes Yeah He's actually in it He's in the fucking film And he's uncredited Ben Stiller <laughs> Sir Can I trouble you For a warm glass of milk you could trouble me before I was. shut the hell up. <laughs> now you are go to sleep. Oh, I will put you to sleep. <laughs> You're in my world now, Grandma. Check out the name tag. <laughs> Man, that's so crazy. He plays a psycho and he does it fucking
3: brilliantly. Brilliant. You know when she's on the phone to him and then he bops his head down
2: the corner. She's <laughs> oh, I hate it here, Happy. And then he's like, boom. And he's just like a slit your throat yeah, with his yeah. finger. <laughs> that's great. I like it when they're doing the quilts and he's on the phone he's like, Stop yep, in your trap for a second I can tell you The price is $200 per quilt Yeah well this is handmade quality shit We're talking here Yes
1: well when do you need them by Alright good do business with you Okay listen up everybody Turn up your volumes announcement I got good news we're extending arts and crafts
2: time By four hours today <laughs> My fingers hurt <laughs> what, what, What's that My fingers hurt well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. But then he's walking off with that. He's like, what would you make a fool of me like that for? Huh? And then Gilmore no, walks in. First he goes, does anybody else's fingers hurt? Don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So he's walking off with that, giving us some stick. And then he's like, oh, Mr. Gilmore. That's a tremendous looking trophy. <laughs> like, and he switches. Yeah. So oh, mate, he's a proper psychopath. I'd like to see a movie. about the character just working in an old people's home. Oh, yeah, man. That could know. easily have been written and, yeah. and worked it like another st- story that was going on within the home or something. You
3: should pitch that to fucking Apatow or Sandler himself. Or, oh, I'll give him a call now, Joe. <laughs>
2: Dude,
3: Twitter's your friend, man.
2: Do we? Do we? Tweet them from Superglue
3: Wooden Pirates. Here's our pitch. Here's our pitch. We want, see, we want to see Ben Stiller's uncredited role from Happy Gilmore have his own movie. We want to see that psycho switch, man, because Ben, ben Stiller plays psycho so fucking well. He did it in Friends, where he keeps on switching his own noise. But he's like, oh, you're going to poop
1: on me? You <laughs> idiot! You
2: idiot! Yeah, that's fucking hell. I forgot about that Friends one. <laughs> I love Ben Stiller. He's great since then I always wanted Stiller and Sandler to work together again and yeah. it just took so long until they ever did again and they did it in their Merowitz stories recently Was I've, it I've not watched it this year or last year it came out good movie not a balls out comedy yeah. but it's got some good funny moments in there and the uh, the chemistry between the two of them playing brothers is good but mm. I, would have, I would have liked to see more of a balls out comedy but uh, yeah anyway happy girl more Ben Stiller's killing it in that yeah we mentioned Chubbs as well with his, the alligator biting his hand off And then later on in the movie to repay Chubbs for helping him out Happy Gilmore brings him the head of the alligator you know the alligator that took your hand you got his his eye I got his head and then fucking Chubbs dies I'm like oh my god falls out the window that is crazy so so many funny moments in this movie unexpected as well it's really uh, it is gold it is gold what more can you say absolutely we know we say it a lot Joe but Absolutely fantastic! Was it, 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 this was Oh, yeah, it was a diamond. It was an absolute diamond. Yeah, one of it. the best-selling movies ever. I've gushed over it. I've said everything I can possibly say, and that's it. There's your two movies from 1996: The Frighteners from Joe and Happy Gilmore from me. And that is movies for life. And that is the podcast for this week. Yeah, man. Did you enjoy yourself there, Joe? I did. I did. I don't know what it
3: is, man. I'll be You now, but. Every time we do this cast, like we just get talking about movies, and, like sometimes I forget that we're actually recording the cast. It's just like me and you just sitting there and talking about fucking movies. You yeah, know, um, yeah,
2: totally agree. I'm, I'm thinking of things that I want to say to keep the podcast entertaining. Yeah, and you know maybe some funny lines here and there. But I'm also just in the zone of. Talking about movies. You have to be careful not to just sit there quoting a whole fucking movie. <laughs> exactly.
3: But that's why we not just talking about Happy Gilmore. We are there. We could easily just talk the whole fucking movie, you know what I mean, and start playing it script to script. We, we, we could just read the script. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just play it off. Um, but it's great. Yeah. Um, just keep on enjoying it. We're 55 episodes in, and I'm still not even bored, man. I'll just keep on thinking of what's next.
2: Yeah, there's so many elements to doing it. It's like, oh, let's write this on the whiteboard that we can talk about. This is exciting. Let's. This is another new idea. And then it's the recording of it that's fun. And then sit there editing it, listen to it, taking things out, putting things in there. And then taking the photos for the poster and sending them to Smee Burn and then he sends the poster back. You're like, oh my God, look at that, that's fucking great. <laughs> and then releasing it and yeah, it's it's all it's all brilliant. It's, I love absolutely love doing it. So all you listeners out there, thank you very much for tuning in every time. It is appreciated.
3: It's definitely appreciated, because th- this isn't something that we, we, we pull out our asses in half an hour. You know what I mean? No. Takes time to record it, takes double that time to edit it. You know, um, we, we put a lot of work in this podcast to say that
2: all we get from it is doing it. Yeah, because at the end of it, we, I'll listen to it back once it's out and I enjoy it and I'll go, okay, that's that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, obviously, we want people to listen and and enjoy it, but we're not looking at the numbers thinking we need this many or we've got this many. We haven't looked at the numbers for, I don't even know how long, there could be a, a case where nobody's listening anymore And
3: we're just recording And there's two people listening
2: <laughs> Yeah, I have no fucking idea So if you are listening Thank you very much We appreciate it big time Keep listening We'll keep trying to make it as funny as we can And as entertaining as we can We don't want anything from you We're never going to ask you for any money Or anything like that If you want some merch Or get it done And you'll pay me Exactly what I paid for the merch
3: Yeah, we don't do it for profit Um mm. When people want T-shirts, hoodies, caps You charge them. What you get charged?
2: Exactly. I just want you to have. If you want it, you can have it, and then you can wear it, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you're supporting us. We're not making any money from it. We don't want to make any money because it's not a job. It is for fun. So anybody listening, you've been doing it as we're making it, and that's all what it's all about. We're never gonna. What is it? What's the word? Monetize.
3: We're not monetizing now.
2: Never, never doing that. We don't need to do that.
3: You won't. You won't be hearing no adverts on here.
2: No, we spend more money on the cast. If anything, yeah,
3: it, it costs money every month to put this cast out. Yeah,
2: uh, the amount of monsters we drink and uh, mince pies we've been eating lately. <laughs> uh, new mics, whiteboards, new felt pens, laptop, stickers. Yeah, fucking a <laughs> brand new laptop. <laughs> yeah, and that's without the monthly cost of a host. So, yeah. so. Uh, Anyway, no more sucking you guys' dicks. Thank you for listening, like we've said. <laughs> it sucks your dicks, man. Hey,
3: just dudes, right? All got dicks, you know.
2: No, yeah. We're not going to suck your dicks and lick your fannies too much. <laughs> we've told you we thank you. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. If, you're, if you enjoyed this and you want more, you can check out previous episodes. If you've already checked those out and you still want more podcasts from the black country, you can check out... Smell the 90s, a retro game podcast where they cover all your retro games plus a bit of new stuff and new and new games sometimes here and there. They're quite funny, guys. You can check out Perchop Gaming. He's got his own channel on YouTube where he plays the latest games and VR games and all kinds of games. And you can watch him play and he'll talk you through them and give you little hints and stuff.
3: And has a laugh doing it.
2: He does. There's a new podcast in town called Paid with Exposure hosted by Antwall. And he's doing interviews with... Everybody from the Midlands who's in lot of metal bands and stuff and, and sharing their tour stories and do's and don'ts about being in a, ba- in a band, etc. etc. That's pretty cool. And if you still want some more music podcasts, you can listen to You Haven't Heard This Music podcast hosted by Wayne Saunders and Richie Armour and another guy whose name I can't fucking remember. <laughs> you um, said
3: that last time. You should learn that guy's name. Uh, man. You're I don't, going to plug him.
2: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know him personally, man, but they talk about unsigned bands and artists and interviews with those those people and you can check out all that. So there's another three three podcasts and a YouTube channel you can ah. check out if Superglue Wooden Pirates isn't enough for you. Before all those, make sure you fucking listen to ours first. Yeah, man. <laughs> Vote super glued Wooden Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week. Peace. Peace.